0: Out of the pen, out of the mound. It's the second hour of Sports Talk. Evan Kahn is now here in studio with me, Scott Beatty, and we're riding until 6 o'clock. How about them Cowboys? We will get a preview of the Wyoming Cowboys with Ryan Thorburn. Coming up, he writes for the Casper Star Tribune. See Alana I host the Cowboys at 3 o'clock on Saturday for the first game of the year. appreciated Robert Rosenthal's company last hour with Lauren and myself and writing for com, and he'll be with us most every Tuesday. Well, if you're feeling down in the dumps at all today, Evan, this ought to cheer you up that uh, Nick Saban is once again the highest-paid football coach at a public university. So Finally. It just... It, it, in the state of our world, it feels like at least one injustice has been corrected.
1: <laughs> Something like that. It, 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 that's I, I I have no problem with how much money he makes. I I, I take issue with people who count other people's money. But in, in this world of how can we afford it? When you keep giving coaches millions and millions and millions of dollars for doing the same job that they've done for years and years, that's where you can start looking at, oh, well, there's where the money's going. <laughs> well, in Nick Saban's case, he has, by
0: and large, done the same thing and done it really well. Mm-hmm. So if if you want to keep him around, I guess, make sure it don't jump ship to somewhere else. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is capitalism at its finest for whatever that's worth to you, $11.2 million.
1: An average of 11.2 million. It's going to shoot up something like almost 13 by the end of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a little backloaded. Goes goes
0: through February of 2030. So if he doesn't do anything by then, you know, he he may be looking for work (laughs) in in February of 2030. How are you doing? Uh, Cubs win, Cubs win, Cubs win over the Cardinals. They snapped the Cardinals uh, winning streak two to nothing. And uh, the the Cubs starting pitching since the All-Star break has been very good since in, in terms of an ERA, which is, you know, what you're trying to do, not allow runs. And the Cubs do that today, holding the uh, Cardinals to no runs on five hits. Cubs got two runs on five hits, but they win the front end of a twin bill. And uh, boy, last night was... A remarkable ball game, hopefully a beautiful you didn't, game. Hopefully
1: you didn't take a nap because you would have missed it. Yeah,
0: you missed the laser shot to left field in a a, a pool holes home run. That's probably not a home run in a whole lot of ballparks. And but it was the difference as uh, a Maddox was pitched, and today Seiya Suzuki had a terrific at bat against Adam Wainwright at down to two strikes, fouled off several pitches, and then got one up the middle to get McKinstry to score. Uh, another RBI by uh, Fran Reyes today. I didn't see what the nature of said RBI was, but the Cubs win 2 nothing
1: offense has been at a premium the last couple of days but if you like pitching you could say that the pitching has been good for both sides for the last two days but three combined runs between the two teams over 18 innings it's kind of tough but you you pointed it out the Cubs starting pitching has been solid the Cardinals starting pitching has been solid and sometimes that's the way it works out a rookie making his debut for the Cubs today Javier Assad uh, just another one of those guys that haven't been coming out of the Cubs system over the last few years and hopefully... They continue to to get these guys. These are, are the the Dakota Hudsons and the you know John Gants of the world. The guys that fill out your rotation probably aren't going to start for you in the playoffs, but you don't have to waste prospects and money going to get them. You can develop them yourself. And Albert, again, I don't know why he's only pinch hitting. You got to play this man every single day. That ball was at his eyelids yesterday, and he hit it out of the park. The dude is just on a heater, and you got to ride that hot hand. So one for four today, doubled. See, there you go in the lineup. I I think Aaron Judge is the only player in baseball with a better OPS since the All Star break, and he's you know chasing the all time home run records. So, uh, it's it's, it's fun. The the Cubs are, are playing good baseball. They're playing a little bit of spoiler here with the Brewers and the Cardinals, so that keeps things a a, a little dicey. And for the Cardinals, uh, I know the Brewers won again last night, but they they've got a, a pretty Comfortable lead as it stands, so keep playing 500 baseball. The White Sox will play tonight. They're in Baltimore.
0: It's a six o five first first pitch, so we will uh, go straight into just prior to first pitch uh, at 6 o'clock straight up here on DWS. And I missed the pitching matchup, but uh, basically it's the cease White Day. Oh, yeah, this is. Oh, that's right, because of the rain out on Sunday. The Indians dodged Dylan Cease, I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, they moved him in here to the start of the of the Baltimore series. So, the, the White Sox uh, announcing today also that Dylan Cease and Johnny Cueto will be the only pitchers they use <laughs> for the rest of the season. Michael Kopech
1: is on the IL. Yeah. With with some problems. Got to got to find the innings, really a, a, at this point and that's kind of yeah. tough when Giolito's not going deep into games. Cueto did actually I, I think he got AL pitcher of the month or week, I don't know if that was named yesterday or today, but um, I I saw that, and outside of those couple of guys, I mean, there's just not much. Every now and then, Lopez can bring it, and sometimes he can't. Same with uh, Velasquez. He he's been a, a swing man out of the pen and also in the rotation. But Byron Buxton went down for the Twins, and that, and, 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 that's not that, and that's why people keep thing. saying
0: the central is still there for the the Sox to take. But yeah. I What was the last playoff year for the Cubs where they kind of stumbled into it? And, 2020. Yeah, that's right. And it felt like, okay, you know, there was this... I mean, the playoffs are the playoffs. They won so, the division that year, actually. Well, it was, <laughs> was that the... That, that was the, the kind of backdoored into it, didn't they, or something?
1: No, they won like 15 of their first 20, and then everybody just kind of slowly crept up to them, but they were able to hold them off.
0: Yes. I, I just remember the... Obviously not enough, but I remember that feeling of okay. Well, they did that
1: a couple of times here in the last few years. Yeah, so.
0: they're in the playoffs, but the you know it, it just it felt like there was an inevitable end mm-hmm. that wasn't a World Series title. Um, and it and that's what it feels like. If the Sox win this division, you know, when is the torture going to end of a quasi 400 five hundred team just? lucking into being in a bad division or an injured division.
1: Yeah, I, I'm guessing just because they haven't been in first place for so long. I, I can't remember the last day. Maybe it's only been a, a month or so ago. But they they haven't had this division all year. So I, I think if they are able to somehow pull off winning the AL Central it's because they finally got on a hot stretch I don't know if they're gonna have to wait for Tim Anderson to get back for that to happen or for you know Giolito to figure it out they but might start with extra base hits <laughs> that that could that could help <laughs> too. The, the singles
0: party uh jokes are are abounding yeah
1: Jose they, Jose Rayu number two in the league in average but they, they aren't getting enough guys to second and third and then all the way home
0: well and I feel like,
1: look, Jose Abreu.
0: You know, he's been the dude there for a long time. So if he's on a little bit of the back end, I mean, he's held up his end over his career. Mm -hmm. They need somebody else to be a healthy. But um, I I, I almost feel like there's too many carbon copies of the hitters. Mm. They're all fastball hitters. They're all kind of the same hitter and base runner. You know, I mean, I know what, Gavin Sheets and Adam Engel provide some speed. But you know what I mean? It yeah, just feels a, a like... A lot
1: of right-handed hitters, guys that that have thump but aren't true power hitters. Like you said, they they make enough contact, but is it quality contact? That's why you're getting just the no, singles and the plays. ground outs. and the, Yep, yep. So... Yeah, it's, they're kind of in a situation that the Cubs were in with that core of players. When Our they, offense is broken. When they, yeah, they said it was broken and then they didn't change anything for three years and then people got mad when they finally changed it and, and that's kind of what it was for the White Sox coming into this year. It's like, okay. So you subtracted from the bullpen where you needed a piece and then you brought in, what do you know, another right-handed hitting outfielder who's not super fast, who doesn't hit it out of the ballpark a whole lot, and, and A.J. Pollock, and you you get the, the same kind of results. So maybe something happens and it sparks them or it's just kind of ride this out and see how they can retool it in the offseason.
0: Football starts on Saturday. We will be broadcasting live in Grange Grove in our tailgate. And if you would like to come into the tailgate and hang out, have some food and drink, and you can get a chance to do so by going to our website, wdws.com, and entering to win. You don't even need a keyword. All you got to do is give us your information and you've got a chance to get tickets to our tailgate. Saturday starts at twelve thirty. One o'clock our show goes on the air. Three o'clock is kickoff. Now these aren't tickets to the game. This is their tickets to come into the tailgate. You can get into Grange Grove for free. That's that's but if you want to come into the Tailgate and have some food and drink and hang out with us, uh that's that's the way one of the ways to do it. WDWS.com. Click on the contests page to get registered to win for Tailgate passes on Saturday. We'll announce the winners. Uh, or we will contact the winner on Friday morning. Uh, that is some of what's going on. Battle of the Paddle tomorrow. We'll be in downtown Champaign. Mostly sunny and pleasant. High 84. Thank you very much. Benefiting the United Way of Champaign County. We are expecting visits from Chester Frazier of Illinois Men's Basketball. Shauna Green from Women's Hoops. Martin O'Donnell, Illini Radio Analyst, also on the board of the United Way champaign county and some other friends as well all benefiting the united way's early grade level success initiative so come out and join us you can make a donation right now united way champaign slash battle and uh help out a great cause and come on out and see uh, all these folks compete in some table tennis tomorrow the wyoming cowboys Will be the opponent at 3 o'clock in Memorial Stadium. Covering them, Ryan Thorburn, Casper Star Tribune. He is our guest. Next, you've got Sports Talk. We'll be there. Looking forward to you joining us as well. The Wyoming Cowboys, for the first time, will take on the Illini. Covering them out in Wyoming. For the Casper Star Tribune is Ryan Thorburn, also an AP Top 25 voter and a Heisman voter as well. He joins us on the line. Ryan, thank you for making some time for us. Absolutely.
3: Glad to be here.
0: Well, we appreciate it. And are you making the trip out here to Champaign-Urbana as well?
3: Yeah, I'm flying to Chicago on Friday and then making my way up there early Saturday morning. So looking forward to it. I've never been to Champaign and, uh, Looks great on paper, and I'm sure it will be a fun atmosphere.
0: <laughs> I don't know part of Wyoming is kind of flat part a lot of it's a mountain, so we're we're on the flat part here of the world. so <laughs> if you're in the flat part of Wyoming that will feel familiar but i'll maybe I'll start with the easy but I'm sure often asked question. If teams go to Wyoming you're they''re they're, they're playing at elevation uh, and that's got to take a toll on them but people talk about, well, the, the the reverse is true. Is that really true? Is, is it tough for Wyoming to come down to sea level, where well, we're about 700 feet, but close enough?
3: No, I don't think the sea level has any impact. I think what it is, is just the temperature, what's it going to be in Champagne? Because, you know, Wyoming, even in the summer, you know, they're not dealing with any humidity, and usually the high temperature during fall camp is still under 80 degrees. So, They're used to, like, ideal conditions for uh, fall camp practices. And, you know, they did have one hot day here, and they immediately went onto the turf. And I think Craig Bull said the temperature on the field was, you know, 117 degrees. So that's kind of the only training they're missing out on is if they fly south or somewhere with a lot of heat and humidity, that's kind of an issue.
0: Mid to upper 80s is with humidity, which is always the kicker, is the projected uh, forecast right now for saturday so be warned talking with ryan thorburn of the uh casper star tribune covering the wyoming cowboys
1: hey ryan this is evan and and you brought up craig bowl a a, a head coach who had a lot of success at the lower level at the fcs level now he's come to wyoming and and they've made bowls and i think i saw four of six years four of five years if you throw out 2020 which most people do um What what, what has he done to get Wyoming football rolling? Is it just a a matter of a a good football coach put on a team and and he can win some football games?
3: Yeah. If you guys remember at the time he was hired, this is his ninth season already. uh, You know, he had built North Dakota state into a powerhouse and won three national championships on the way out the door. Obviously the bison, have been able to continue that without him. So a lot of people nationally were surprised that he actually went to Wyoming instead of ending up, you know, in the Big Ten somewhere or maybe the Big Twelve. Uh, I just think he felt like it felt his. It was a good fit for him because the athletic director and the fans wanted, you know, old school physical running style, just to kind of counterbalance all of the spread and, and different things going on in the Mountain West, uh, kind of like Stanford did ten years ago in the Pac well everyone's zigging you're kind of zagging and you know he had to rebuild they didn't have tight ends the previous coach was a spread guy and they didn't have fullback so it took a while and then obviously they they hit a home run with Josh Allen and uh, have been pretty consistent at winning six seven eight games getting to bowl games uh, the last step is to win the Mountain West Championship and you know they're not projected to do that this year but I think that's kind of the, the long-term goal for bowl.
1: Yeah, is Wyoming kind of become a victim of their own success? I think in basketball they've seen the same thing as well. They have they they win some games, they make it to some bowl games, and then those bigger market schools come a call in, and then your players leave, and then Wyoming's got to regroup. Is that kind of what they they experienced after last season?
3: Yeah, I think last year, last winter is the first time they faced this new reality. You know, their media guide last year kind of had that. ESPN had a stat going into last season that they were the most stable program in the country, and they had not been affected by the portal at all. And then, you know, victim of your own success, they win the Potato Bowl, just smash Kent State, and then fans are like, well, oh, whatever, it's just the Potato Bowl. And then they have 15 players leave in the portal, including a lot to Power 5 programs. So that was an eye-opener for them. It's It's a new world order now. It's a developmental program that's used to developing guys to the NFL and now you know there's some concern are you going to develop them to go to power five programs
0: we're talking with Ryan Thorburn who covers the Wyoming Cowboys for the Casper Star Tribune um, I'll tell you mine if you tell me yours who's the starting quarterback for the <laughs> Cowboys
3: uh, Andrew Peasley no doubt about it he's you know one of these you know Wyoming did respond on the other end of the transfer portal including adding Andrew Peasley from Utah State, you know, he's joked that he was part of the first unofficial trade in college football history because <laughs> Wyoming starter last year is now at Utah State. And there was, you know, quite a bit of Mountain West on Mountain West crime in addition to the Power Five scooping guys up. So uh, it'll be Andrew Peasley, in my opinion. It would be a major upset if he's not the quarterback because even though he was in a backup role, I think, you know, he has four years of experience at Utah State. I think he would have been the starter there last year. Uh, had their new coach Blake Anderson not brought his guy Logan Bonner from Arkansas State, and they had a great year together, obviously. But you know, I think Peasley's the guy. I'd be really surprised if it's Evans Faboda, who's a junior college transfer with no experience whatsoever. But he does wear number sixteen or number seventeen, and he is six foot five, two hundred and forty pounds, so he fills that out like a certain Josh Allen. But I think he's a long way in development from getting anywhere close to that type of. Uh, uh, command of of quarterback.
0: Well, around here we believe that Tommy DeVito will be the starting quarterback. Uh, but uh, both head coaches of both sides are 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 not revealing who their uh, starting quarterback is, and uh, we understandably so. They they both would explain it, I'm sure, to say to keep the other side guessing a little bit or make them waste a little bit of time in practice with what have you. Speaking of Josh Allen, um, d- does he come round? Uh, and are there any statues built for
3: him? <laughs> no statues yet, and I think they want to be delicate about how they approach him in the future given that he's got you know $250 million coming to him. So I think if they would like him to build his own wing of statues and, and upgrade the stadium. But, yeah, I mean, obviously that's great publicity for them. Um, you know, they kind of got made fun of a little bit because both quarterbacks transferred from last year's team, uh, they started two guys, and when you start two, sometimes you don't have one, and then they put out a tweet basically advertising for the next Josh Allen, and, and a lot of people made fun of that, but it did land, you know, obviously Peasley and Sabota signed right up, and, uh, you know, they actually feel pretty good about their quarterback situation going forward, but, yeah, they have not had any even decent quarterback play since Josh Allen left after the 2017 season, and that's that's kind of probably the missing piece for both of these programs and what they need to do to take it to the next level is one of these teams needs to to figure out how to pass the ball on Saturday and get off to a good start.
0: Yeah, both teams are probably trying to show or convince the 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 fan bases and, and the other future opponents that they can throw the ball, but both it sounds like are run-based teams. Is that a fair assessment of Wyoming?
3: What are their strengths? Yeah, Wyoming, I mean, you know, they have a really good running back, Titus Swin. They're gonna—he's gonna be the featured player on offense. They're gonna use two tight ends and even fullbacks to do whatever it takes to get him some some wiggle room in there. And their hope is that Peasley can just be more efficient than the last two guys. You know, they're looking at him to maybe complete—you know—fifteen out of twenty passes at the most, and uh, just help move the chains a little bit and keep the defense off off the field. So. Uh, Wyoming is not pretending that they have you know, a fancy new offensive coordinator and they're going to change things totally. They're going to run the ball. They just are looking for more efficiency in the passing game when they have to use it.
1: So, Ryan, what, what's the expectation out of the fan base for Wyoming when you, you see the success that they've had? They, they've got a, a quarterback in the NFL going into this year, even considering uh, all the transfers and whatnot. Are, are there still the bowl expectations, and is it a uh, uh, – excited fan base around Wyoming football with the success that they've had?
3: Not entering this season. I think the, the fans are pretty discouraged right now, and uh, I get that. They had the third most experienced team going into last year and really underperformed when they were supposed to contend for the Mountain West, and this year with all the turnover, they're the third youngest team in the country, so I think expectations are pretty low. I think fans don't Want to hear it, but if they go to a bowl game and, and they really set themselves up well for 23, but you know, they were supposed to kick in the door by now and they have not. So, I actually think it that the locker room chemistry is much better, and there's a lot of guys that are listed as sophomores that have actually been in the program three and four years because of the COVID year that are just itching to go and it's their time. I think they're probably going to be a better team overall than last year, but. Last year they had an easy non conference schedule. This year they do not. So the record may not be better. I just think their conference record will be better.
1: And a little bit of outside of the box question as we get ready for USC and UCLA to join the Big Ten. How does the Mountain West handle Hawaii? Everybody's concerned about how much the travel is going to cost when. Hawaii plays in the Mountain West and I don't think there's another state touching that one. So how is the, the travel handled with all that and, and is there ever a concern about being able to uh, afford or be able to to play go there and, and have them come to the stateside?
3: No, the uh, the deal with Hawaii is that they pay for the travel for their conference teams wow. to come out there to play them. So, um, so they get to be in a really good conference and and the other teams don't have to worry about, you know, wasting a lot of money to get out there. And and as you know, Hawaii's other sports are in other conferences, so it's just a football-only thing for Hawaii. And, and they have a, that agreement worked out. So, um, you know, I think that's still a win-win. I think Hawaii from now on, time and again, is a good program. And obviously they have the uh, late, late, late TV window uh, that, that is unique to them.
0: Ryan Thorburn, uh, before we let you go, you are based uh, or you 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 live and cover Wyoming in Laramie, uh, and that is at the other corner, more or less, of the state of Wyoming. Most people know Yellowstone and Jackson Hole and Cody and 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 the Tetons and all the the beauty it is out there in the the northwestern part of the state. So tell me about Laramie if we ever find ourselves there. <laughs> what what's uh, good in the life there in in Wyoming?
3: yeah just bringing it full circle uh you know with the altitude question laramie is at 7,220 feet above sea level uh so it's the highest you know uh, fbs stadium and all that stuff um you know there's a mountains to the uh west mountains to the east we're kind of in a little valley here even though it's at that altitude and uh you know this time of year it's really ideal and then obviously uh once it starts snowing it doesn't really melt for a while. So it's <laughs> it's in the high country and uh it's a unique place, but you know, people around here call it Laradice and, and you either love it or you don't. And uh, you know, uh like I said, I think Craig Bowl has found a home here and it'll be interesting to see, you know, how this twenty two season plays out. I am looking forward to it. It was such a, a long off season and a, so much happening with the transfer pool, but it's gonna be great to to see these guys play Illinois.
0: Hey, Ryan, we really appreciate you spending some time with us and uh, helping us get to know a little bit about the Cowboys. Uh, we'll see you around here on Saturday, and we wish you safe travels.
3: All right. I appreciate it. Really looking forward to the trip. Thanks, guys. Thanks much. Thanks, that's
0: Ryan. Ryan Thorburn, Casper Star, Tribune. Laramie is two and a half hours from Denver. It's oh, it, not bad. It's. it's Kind of the reverse, you know. It's north of Denver, but it's kind of like Illinois to Champaign is to Chicago. Yeah, it's about two, two, uh, two, 128 miles, it says here on the Google.
1: My my West Coast road trip went to the southern part, so maybe I'll have to go the the northern route the next time.
0: Well, if you go up to I eighty and you take I eighty west, you'll get to Laramie. Okay. After you pass through Cheyenne,
1: I'll have to look it up in my atlas.
0: Salvo Rodriguez for the United Way is going to check in with us, help us get ready for the battle of the paddle tomorrow. Hey, welcome back on Sports Talk. CU Trade Services is your one-stop call. Uh, I say one-stop shop. No, I say one-stop call for all that you need when it comes to services in your home, like HVAC, like plumbing, like electric. I can't emphasize enough a maintenance plan, a preventative maintenance plan will save you a lot of stress and headache and help avoid anything that will go wrong and always goes wrong at the wrong time whether it's the heat not turning on for the first time in a few months or the air conditioning uh, conking out when it gets really hot uh, or uh, helping avoid any leaks or just doing a once-over on your home, all kinds of options they have there at CU Trade Services. Experts, professional, courteous, thorough, they communicate well, it's just what you want in, in a company. There's a reason that they have kind of exploded here, and you can see their trucks running around town all over the place because they truly can do it all with just one call. I commend to you CU Trade Services. Find them online, CU Trade Services. Just Google them, or you can uh, find them on social media as well, particularly Facebook, CU Trade Services. Salvo Rodriguez is here from the United Way of Champaign County. Tomorrow, Salvo... You and I and Evan, we will be out at the Battle of the Paddle. You brought the trophy.
2: I have brought the trophy. This thing is massive. I mean, it's it's.
0: I mean, it is over two feet.
2: Yes, absolutely. I had to put the seats down. In the car just to get it over here. <laughs> um, yeah, we're we're super excited for this. It's 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 just great weather tomorrow. It's a great event. It's been a great event for a few years now that we've been doing this, and I feel like it just keeps getting bigger and bigger every year that we uh, we have this event.
0: Um, you and Mary and uh, Sue have put together a roster lineup that will break, I believe, a Sports Talk record. Our, our, our archives only go back so far, but if we get everybody on the air tomorrow that we're hoping to get on, we'll
2: set a record for most guests on Sports Talk. <laughs> yeah. and, and these are sports people. Sports people, sports guest marathon, I feel like, is what it needs to be called or something. because <laughs> I mean, it's just one right after another.
0: Did you have to cash in some favors, or just people love the
2: United Way? People, I think it's the second one. I think it's the second one, and Sue knows everybody. So <laughs> she is really good at some, hey, you need to come on and help us with yeah. this. So Chester Fraser, Yeah. He's going to be there to help us out with some things. We've got uh, Mike Poeta is going to be out there, Brad Dancer. Um, Evan Clark is going to be out there. They're all going to be coaches. How many times will I call Evan Clark, Evan Kahn, and how many times will I call you, Evan
1: Kahn, Evan Clark? I, I I don't know Evan, but hopefully we look enough different that different shades of hair, okay. color. Yeah, he's more of a pure blonde. He's probably a little more fit than I am as well. Uh, he
0: he is an he
2: is an he is an obsessive runner. I would say yes, so. uh, that is that
1: is one
2: way to put it, and I am not. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll have some balance. Yeah, uh, Shauna Green. Shauna Green's going to join us too, and, and and a few other surprises as well. I think that we we're going to have we have a great lineup of people, not only coaches but other um, uh, people in the community that are wanting to support this event through the ping pong and and really have a great time. I mean, they're they're passionate about early grade level success, which is what this is all about, and supporting that and at United Way. Uh, and and it's amazing how many people said yes, game on, let's play. Why is that so important? Early grade level success. <laughs> You know, it, it, the 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 short answer is it's all about the kiddos, but they've really gone through a lot these past few years, and it's important to set them up for success uh, as early as possible. Um, you know, kindergarten, uh, ready, getting ready for kindergarten is an important piece of what we do at United Way, um, and being able to help lift those test scores up—that are reading, math test scores—are are an important piece to setting themselves up for success, not only in school but as they get older as well.
0: Well, I, I I'm sure you there's statistics to be found that show if you're not successful by third grade that that's an indicator of troubles to come you exactly. know when it comes to school and, and, and moving forward as you should
2: yep and even as you get into the to success by five for example you know you're at some point you're learning how to read but then after that you're reading to learn and if you're behind on that that's just going to become a domino effect on everything else that's happening uh, in the school life as well so does this thing get pretty competitive over there? Yeah, it does. Um, they uh, well, especially with Evan. He he's he for some reason he likes table tennis. I don't <laughs> know why. Um, but yeah, it does get competitive. Not only on the table, but it's been getting competitive uh, donation wise as well. Um, we've got some some fun things that we're going to be giving away for anyone that donates uh, to unitedwaychampagne.org dot org slash battle. They'll be put into a drawing for some tickets. I don't know if anyone likes Cardinals here in town. Mm-hmm. Or if anyone likes the White Sox in town, but we've got two, we've got tickets to two games that we're going to be giving away. So consider giving. Both those teams will play amongst this town. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, uh, you know, in this
0: room, it's maybe swayed a little more to the Cubs, but uh, I I, amen to that. But (laughs) (laughs) But we're also all baseball fans. We are too. So, so do you have a particular leaning?
2: I I am a Cubs fan. Uh, See, that's three to zero here. Yeah,
0: but um. Folks can donate right now, they or can. they can show up and
2: donate. And they'll, uh, there's
0: a way to do it digitally, even if you. Sh- not a lot of people are carrying a lot of cash around
2: these days, right? right? That, so yeah. I feel like that's the, the new norm, I feel like. And so, yeah, um, org slash battle is where you can donate and designate to, uh, a specific team if you're wanting to support them, um, or some other things that are, that we have in a drop down box. It's really easy to do one time donation and it, it's just all for a great, great cause. So the two tennis coaches, I believe, are captains. Yes. And,
0: I believe experts are projecting. If you have filled out a bracket, most are projecting that those two will reach the championship.
2: Right? If they do, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of back and forth. I, I feel like if we're going to be doing one of these numbers, you know, like a <laughs> tennis match with them playing each other. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mike Poeta is also a captain. He is. Yep, and Sue is our other captain. <laughs> So, yeah, there's a there's a, wide, Sue. There's a wide range of uh, talent on this. <laughs> I feel like Roger. Sue's going to bring
0: in some ringers or something.
2: She might have been playing it the other day in the office just uh, practice. to practice. Yeah, you know. But we've got some other great things, too. Coca-Cola is going to be out there. They've got that traveling VW van that they, that's that been going around the country. Um, that's going to be parked. They're going to give away some some, uh, some samples of some new product. And Kona Ice is going to give away some free product as well. So Kids love the Kona Ice. Well, so do adults. Uh, (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, All right. um, This is downtown Champaign. This is on Taylor Street. So if you're going north on Neal where it splits, it becomes walnut, and you get to Ferens, and it's that walking area of Mm -hmm. Taylor Street, right where Ferens is, and then there's Visit Champaign County. There's the new Co-Fusion on the other side. Uh, But people might be saying downtown champagne parking what do I do are you are you making this easy for people to stop
2: by we are the, there will be plenty of parking available during the time that we're doing this from four to six it's not as busy so there's lots of parking spots available I kind of did a, a lap today and, and there were a lot of um, there were a lot of empty parking spots so real close to the area and there's lots of alleys that come right to that area that we're gonna be playing so there's lots of metered parking around there um, there's construction going on in downtown champagne so be mindful of that uh of of the roads that you take but yeah there'll be plenty of of spaces available all right and again this is battle of the paddle tomorrow downtown Champagne
0: we'll be there if that's incentive for you great to come out great but more importantly come out and And help a good cause. And uh, we really appreciate the opportunity. Of course, Hickory Point Bank has been instrumental in this, too.
2: Hickory Point Bank, has had this was their baby. This was their idea. And I can't thank them enough for allowing us to grow it to this point. I mean, it has just really gone uh, uh, beyond anything they would have ever dreamed. And we wouldn't be here without them, for sure. Oh, and Martin O'Donnell. Are we getting him to make an appearance here? I believe he will be coming in. Um, he, He likes himself some ping pong. So he wants to come out and... Check it out for sure. I thought he wanted to come on Sports Talk. That's you know, why he's coming out. Maybe you could talk to Sue. She's really good at arm twisting. I bet he'll get on the radio. <laughs> I think we'll get him on. <laughs> and maybe we'll
0: talk a little football with him. Yeah, absolutely. He's I think probably keyed up. That's coming
2: up, right? I don't know.
0: It is. It's it's a several days bit. away. Yeah,
2: several days. There's a few days. Just so we'll worry days. about no that deal. on Friday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we just do this one day at a time. <laughs> <laughs> one ping pong event at a time. Exactly. For time. Salvo Rodriguez, United Way of Champaign County. This is going to be a lot of fun. We really appreciate you uh, inviting us to be a part of it and really encourage everyone uh, come on out but more importantly help out a great cause thanks guys appreciate it all right we are back in a moment to wrap up
1: you're listening to sports talk on DWS
3: all
0: right thanks Salvo Rodriguez for joining us here for the battle of the Paddle. that's where we'll be tomorrow again a, a cast of characters will be joining us and we hope you will Join us as well. White Sox coming up at 6 o'clock here against
1: Baltimore. Yeah, we, we probably should have went over you know, what we wanted to talk about. Maybe we have some overlap here but um I'll, I'll start with you you mentioned earlier uh last night jordan montgomery threw a complete game a, a greg maddox if you will 99 pitches um roy halliday still leads all of baseball in complete games since 2009 and he hasn't played since 2013 mm-hmm. so <laughs> that kind of R. tells R. you yeah. where baseball is at yes rest in peace uh, to the great doc holiday and also big news something you know we've talked about here over the last few weeks and over the last week women the college women's basketball championship moving to a three-letter network you'll love to see it mm-hmm. it'll be on abc which i i people who watch women's college basketball and when you get to tournament time you're kind of used to going into espn for for that but i can't help but think going to abc isn't going to help ratings and get more eyeballs on it
0: oh yeah that that is something really good to see um and every year, I mean, we we, we we get the press releases, we see the, the social, the ratings for women's sports. Every year they're setting new records mm-hmm. in all of them, in volleyball, softball, and basketball in particular. Uh, and, and, and it goes to show, I think, that there is the argument that some make, well, the demand is more for men's sports, so that's where the attention is going to go. And I understand that. But at the same time, if you don't cover it... Mm-hmm. the following doesn't grow and it's and, and and that's why it's important that the spotlight is shines equally as much as possible
1: yeah we we say it all the time you know as as baseball fans you you kind of see how baseball's popularity has been on the decline if you look around the national headlines and the sports networks the baseball coverage is kind of on the decline so yeah those kinds those things that have correlation and the the more pub and the more press and the more eyes that, that we get on it it's good to see and my last thing do you, do you know what today is
0: the day after Lauren Tate's anniversary of working at the News Gazette,
1: it's our anniversary as well. One year ago today, we went two hours. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Oh, happy
0: anniversary, us! Yes, we used to be a one-hour format, fifty minutes, in fact. Mm-hmm. And now and then we expanded to two.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, us. Not bad. Thank you for
0: reminding me of that. I really didn't really you, even you think. didn't think we'd make it.
1: And Is we made I said, it.
0: I. I Summer was, was tricky. It was, that but was, we made it. That was, you know, I'm feeling like I'm at mile 21 here of the marathon <laughs> in the summer. It'll be like that some days, though. I mean, you hear the
1: news on Fridays. They still got to do it, so they, they, they find a way to fill we it up. We did it. We
0: were professionals for the most part Yeah, in how we handled things. So All nice right. Uh, donuts, I think, are in order, or cake, or pie. We'll play some ping pong tomorrow. How That's about right. That? All right. Very good. What a way to celebrate with some ping pong hey yeah. thanks to everybody that came through here we talked with ryan thorburn about wyoming we talked to robert rosenthal we just visited with salvo rodriguez ed bond on the other side for evan khan i'm scott Beatty. oh and lauren tate as well thank you so much this is news talk 1400 wdws Champagne, urbana here come the white Sox.